Greetings and salutations, fucks. And you are fucks. Flying solo this week. John is under the weather. So you're just getting Chris. Just a big old heaping of Chris. So I start. I thought I'd start things off this week by uh, going over uh, some wrestling that I watched this past week. Uh, I watched uh, pretty much just AEW. Uh, I watched a little bit of Impact's 1001st episode, but not the whole thing. Um, basically, uh, AEW did their Arthur Ashe Stadium show. Looked great. Um, looked like they had some people in the upper, upper area and attended similar to the last year's, but nowhere near what it was the initial year with the Kenny Omega Danielson match. Uh, crowd was not as into the show as they were for that either, uh, but how could you be? I mean, that crowd is just one of the loudest crowds you could ever hear at a wrestling show. Um, AEW doesn't have that steam anymore, though, unfortunately. So, uh, but it was a good show. Eddie Kingston is now a double champion. He won the Ring of Honor world title, and he's wrestling Shibata at uh, Wrestle Dream this coming weekend. Um, and uh, that's for both the New Japan Strong and the Ring of Honor titles. So Shibata not putting his PR title on the line for that. So Shibata could be a triple champion. Um, that, that that ought to be good. But yeah, uh, this is, uh, the Claudio-Eddie Kingston match was really good. Um, uh, the other big thing that came out of the show was uh, uh, Sammy Guevara turning on Chris Jericho the way Chris Jericho turned on Shawn Michaels after the WrestleMania 19 match. Uh, he even wore, like, Jericho WrestleMania 19-inspired uh, trunks. And uh, it was a good match, good story. Uh, the only difference is at the end, Don Callis came down, and uh, Sammy is now part of the Don Callis family. So got a lot of heat on uh, Rampage when they gave their promo. Uh, looks like Omega... Uh, Jericho and Ibushi are wrestling uh, Osprey, Sammy, and Takesta at uh, Wrestle Dream, again happening on Sunday. And uh, I guess the other thing that happened was the Bucks won the uh, ROH six man titles, Bucks and Hangman, the Hung Bucks. Um, they beat the, uh, the Mogul Embassy for those, they've held them for almost a year. I don't know why they have two sets of trios titles. I really think they ought to merge them. Um, Ring of Honor doesn't need as many titles as it does. You really only need uh, women's tag team uh, in the Ring of Honor world title. I don't know if you need the PR title or the TV title. Uh, maybe you merge those into one title as well. But the way Ring of Honor is right now, you really don't need as many belts as they have. They have way too many. Um, AEW also has a lot of belts right now. Um, but speaking of uh, wrestling, Jade Cargill now officially with WWE. Good for her. She'll be off doing big things with big stars on big shows. So that's what she should be doing. Um, she had a good run in AEW. Uh, they all wished her well. Everyone said they she handled business right. And so she can always go back, which is good because not everybody who leaves AEW uh, has that clean slate. <laughs> <laughs> uh Bobby Fish talked about how he uh he originally was supposed to sign for 3 years but he only signed for one they were part on money uh but he thanked Tony Khan for taking care of Kyle O'Reilly while he's been uh injured um 
no idea when he's coming back, but I guess Adam Cole also uh, <laughs> injured his foot jumping off the ramp at uh, Arthur Ashe. Um, he should, I don't know if he's going to be ready to wrestle in time for Wrestle Dream. They said mid-November he'll be back. But you, you could tell he jumped off and he was hobbling after that, and I was kind of chuckling. Like, oh, he twisted his ankle, but I guess it's a little worse than that. He probably sprained it or something. Uh, but uh, that was during the MJF versus Samojo match. That was really good, too, but uh, you knew MJF was winning, so um, no shockers there. Overall, good shows. Uh, I'm a little burned out on wrestling, though, right now, so uh, I'll probably watch. I'm recording this on Wednesday. I'll probably watch Dynamite, but won't be paying too close of attention to it. Um, just been a ton of shows to watch lately, and uh, I don't know. Football's on, kind of more into football, even though I feel like this is a down year for football. But, uh, yeah, since John isn't here, he sent me his picks for this week. We tied last week. Um, I got Green Bay in the uh, Green Bay-New Orleans game. He got the Chargers in the Minnesota game. Uh, I had Philly on Monday night, and he had Cincinnati on Monday night. So we split our differences, and so we each got nine. And so I'm I'm still one game down on John for uh, the picks. But our record is 1-1-1 one, one, and one for each week. So this will be the, uh, the tie-breaking week, last week of uh, September, first week of October. Uh, so for week four, this Thursday... We have the Detroit Lions heading to Green Bay, and um, John and I are of like minds. We both picked Detroit on this one. I like Detroit. Um, I think they got a, a decent enough defense, and their offense is pretty competent. Um, they took care of business against Atlanta, who isn't the, all that great, uh, but um, they still beat them. The, uh, the only team they lost to was Seattle this year. Um, Pretty similar team, um, okay defense, competent offense. That's all you can really ask for. <laughs> we'll get to that later. Um, so, yeah, we both picked Detroit. Uh, same thing for the next pick. Uh, we both uh, picked Jacksonville to uh, host and beat the Atlanta Falcons. Um, I think Jacksonville is going to clean up against bad teams but struggle against decent teams. Uh, I don't know how they, they lost against Houston. They no-showed for that game. Um, but Houston's been uh, been not terrible, I guess is the best way to describe it. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we both, but we both picked uh, uh, Jacksonville for this week. Atlanta not showing me much. Um, they might be okay, but then again, they might not. Uh, Minnesota heading to Carolina to stomp them into the ground. Uh, I don't think Minnesota's all that great, but Carolina's doo-doo, so I am taking Minnesota, and so is John. Uh, we got our first split of uh, this week. Despite Denver giving up 70 points, I think they're going to head to Chicago and beat that team. Uh, I think Chicago might be the worst team in the league. Um, they, they can only manage 10 points against Kansas City. So their offense is doo-doo. Their, their defense let up 41 points, so they got trounced. And I think Denver eventually gave up in this game. <laughs> they knew they weren't coming back. So, I mean, they were competitive in the first half, well, most of the first half, uh, but they 
kept on coughing the ball up, and it was a seventy to twenty routing by the Dolphins last week. So the first that was the most points a team has put up in like over fifty years. I think it was sixty six was the last time a team did that. And they could have they left points on the board too. They 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 held themselves at bay. They could have kicked field goals and and scored the most points ever in a game, but they decided not to. <laughs> they were merciful. Um, despite all that, I'm taking Denver. John is taking Chicago in that game. Uh, the next game, we're kind of a pick em. I feel like these two teams are uh, all based on if their quarterback shows up. <laughs> uh, we have Baltimore versus Cleveland. Um, I think uh, Jackson is probably the better player than Watson, but again, what, it, what does it come down to is which team's defense shows up, which team's offense shows up, which team's quarterback shows up. Uh, so we both picked Baltimore in this one. Um, and John sent me a text with his picks. I already had my picks set up, so I didn't change any. Um, Pittsburgh versus Houston. This one, kind of a weird game. Uh, I like Pittsburgh's defense a lot, but their offense, ooh, boy, I do not like their offense at all. Um, I think their quarterback is overrated, and I don't think they have any weapons, really, to speak of at all. Uh, despite all that, I am Pits- picking uh, Pittsburgh in this. Um, Houston is supposed to be a tank team, but nobody told them. Uh, John is picking Houston in this one. Um, so I think they could, Houston could win this game. To be, to be perfectly honest, I don't think Pittsburgh's all that great, but I do think that Pittsburgh's defense uh, will be the difference maker in this game. Uh, next, we have the Rams heading to Indianapolis, and I don't like this game at all. Uh, I think Indy's kind of a weird team that is kind of good despite themselves, or in spite of themselves, they, were, they weren't supposed to be anything decent. Uh, but then again, Chicago was supposed to be really good this year, and I don't think they're. I think they might be the worst team. Um, so the Rams, I mean, their offense didn't look good at all. I mean, they're very, they're very Jekyll and Hyde this year. So I'm taking uh, Indy in this one, and so is John. Um, next game is uh, Tampa Bay heading to New Orleans, uh, NFC South game. Don't like either of these teams. Um, so when that's the case, you got to go with um, your gut, and my gut said Tampa Bay, um, despite that it being in New Orleans. I mean, I think Tampa Bay can win against Jameis Winston with the with the Saints. I don't think that's going to be hard for them. Um, Derek uh, Derek Carr's out uh, with an injury. He might be back. He might not. I don't know. But we both picked Tampa Bay on this one. Uh, Next up is uh, Washington heading to Philly. John pick and picked Washington here. Didn't give me an explanation. Just said uh, the commanders. Uh, I don't like that pick. I think uh, Philly won on Monday decisively uh, <laughs> while most of their team was sick. So I think Philly uh, will take this uh, handedly. And uh, then we have... Ooh, this game's going to stink. We have the struggling Bengals versus the struggling Titans. I don't like either of these teams. Uh, since these offenses are showing up, uh, Tennessee is just, I don't know. I don't, I, you can't even call them Jekyll and Hyde. They just, they're just not that good. Um, so I'm taking Cincy, and so is John. 
Uh, I think Burrow will have probably his best game of the season this week, I'm guessing. Meaning now he's going to have his worst. Uh, next up, we have the Raiders heading to uh, the Chargers, uh, AFC West game. Uh, don't like the Chargers coach, but I, I like their team. Their quarterback's good. They got a good, they got a good set of weapons, even though, uh, who was his name? It was Mike Williams got hurt. Um, and I think Eckler might be out still. I'm not sure. But uh, Jimmy G and the Raiders, I just... I just don't see them beating this team this week at home. So I picked the Chargers. So did John. Uh, next up is New England heading to Dallas. Lots of uh, New England drama this week. Uh, the 2004 AFC Championship game. Now the uh, Jerome Bettis and Ben Roethlisberger are claiming that the Patriots cheated and stole their signs. Uh, it's 19 years ago. Doubt it. Uh, who cares? You lost. You got the absolute shit beaten out of you in that game. Um, so it wasn't the only, if they did steal your signs, that wasn't the only reason you lost. You were an inferior team. Uh, sorry, Pittsburgh. That's just how it is. But you know, you won your Super Bowl a few years later. I will, was it the next year? Yeah, it was the next year. So quick, 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 whining. Tired of these New England shoots. <sighs> cry about it. Just go cry somewhere. The wing was about to kill. <laughs> um, this past week at the Jets game, one of the worst football games I've ever seen. Uh, neither team. It, it was a typical modern day Jets Patriots game. Neither team really looked like they wanted to win it. Um, there was one good play by the Patriots for seventy plus yards to their backup tight end. Uh. Patriots, uh, you get you got to diversify your offense. You can't just keep running, passing the ball to behind the line of scrimmage on every play. You can't just keep running dive plays every play. It's so predictable and and terrible. It's just the worst type of offense. Especially if your offensive line is having troubles, don't call so many dive running plays. Like why? Why are you doing that to them? You're putting them in a position to fail. You're putting your team in a position to fail. What you have to do is diversify your playbook. And they had a great play to uh, Gesicki for about 18 yards. Never tried it again. They had a really good uh, RPO play. Um, did it once, never tried it again. It's, and it's just one of those things where they'll sneak one decent play in like every basically quarter at this point. They'll have one decent offensive play. But then the rest of the time, it's really like you can bring your safeties in to 10 yards and good chance you're, the receivers aren't going to go behind them. Good chance. Um, so, and it's just dink and dunk offense. It's the same as well as last year. I, I don't get it. I don't get why that they're trying to run this. Uh, defenses know how to scheme against you. It's just one of those things where you have to diversify your playbook. You have to go for longer plays. And I'm not saying like chuck it 40 yards, like go for 20 yard plays. What's wrong with that? Go, go for 15 yard plays, get your eye, the first down marker and not the line of scrimmage, because a lot of these plays are line of scrimmage based and they're not getting much, if any yardage. And it's, it's so frustrating to watch. Uh, I don't mind a good screen pass here and there, but use screens the way you use like decent plays. Do it like once a quarter. Don't 
it's it's not your crutch anymore. It's a walker, and teams know how to spot it. So if you look at their defense, I mean, they might have one safety back beyond the, beyond the first down marker, but like teams know the secret's out. Like we can't throw the ball, so they know to to sell out for the run, and that's what the Jets did. And more often than not, they were right. Barely won that game. Patriots were trying to give that game away. Uh, thankfully, uh, Gonzalez, Peppers, uh, uh, Jenkins, um, was it Jenkins? Um, I think it was, yeah. And Judon had really good defensive games. I mean, if, if, if they gutted this team and kept those guys, kept their defense and gutted the offense, I, I wouldn't be mad about it. Uh, but the other thing about this week is Dallas is saying that they've switched up their play calling. Uh, are there signs to throw off New England because New England signed one of their old quarterbacks and we have Zeke. So, I mean, <laughs> Dallas is going to win this game. Dallas is going to beat them anyway. So the drama surrounding this game, I, I don't get it at all. They're, they're a better team <laughs> and they're a better offense. That's for damn sure. But we had a better defense, so that'll be sort of a, a fun game to watch, if nothing else. But I do see Dallas taking this, and so does John. Next up, we have San Francisco uh, hosting the Cardinals. Cardinals, uh, surprisingly resilient against Dallas last week. Um, beat them. I think that was a fluke more than anything else, though. Dallas must have been playing for New England, or practicing for New England and. Uh, didn't show up to that game thinking it was a uh, a gimme, which does happen. Um, but especially given the way they're talking about New England this week. But New England isn't the New England of a hold. You don't have to not prepare one week to face them the next week because they're, <laughs> like I said, their offense is very easy to defend against. If you were playing against this offense in Madden, you would put you would allow zero points if you just put in cover zero because. Patriots don't th- know how to throw. They can't throw it. Mac is Mac has really good uh, uh, completion percentage, but I mean, <laughs> it's all bitty plays. So I mean, like when you when your best receiver is Ramondae Stevenson, you, you, in the most common place you're throwing it is behind the line of scrimmage. It's, I mean, you better have a, a better than sixty percent completion percentage. Uh, yeah, Dallas, San Francisco is going to beat Arizona. We both said that. San Fran and Miami, I think, are uh, early predictions for the Super Bowl this year. Um, KC heading to the Jets to beat the shit out of them, so Kansas City is going to win. Uh, Colin Kaepernick actually petitioned to have the Jets bring him on. Uh, Jets hired Trevor Simeon. Um, I don't think anyone's going to hire you, Colin. I, I don't think it's because of you can't play football anymore. I think it's because of the politics of it. And uh, so as much as Republicans want to say, like, oh, cancel coaches ruin it, like, you guys canceled Colin Kaepernick. You did. You, it's not because he, it's not just because he can't play football anymore. Uh, you're saying Trevor Simeon's better than Colin Kaepernick? I don't think so. Um, there's probably a dozen or so people, backup quarterbacks, practice squad guys, who are not anywhere close to Colin Kaepernick who have jobs. So it's not just because he, he can't play football anymore, quote unquote. It's because Republicans canceled him. And so cancel culture works both ways. You want to bitch and moan about it, but then again, you're the 
biggest people who do it. You boycott it. businesses. I mean, the war on Christmas. Think about that. You guys used to go on TV and say, The Gap, Amazon, uh, and, and like Dick Sporting Goods. Like all these people removed Christmas from their holiday sales, even though consumerism is supposed to be against the religion. So there you go. Skin deep. You're all fucking jokes anyway. Fuck you. Uh, last game of the week is Seattle heading to the Giants. John picked the Giants here. I don't see that. I think Seattle's the much better team. And uh, I think I see them taking the win on Monday night. So we'll see. Um, not as many uh, differences of opinion this week. Let me see. One, two, three, four differences this week. So. And, uh, again, I'm one game behind John. John is at 28 wins out of 48 games. I'm at 27 wins out of 48 games. Um, so we're both, you know, hovering around the upper fifties percentage wise. He's at 58.33. I'm at 56.25. Those numbers will most likely increase throughout the season. Uh, we usually finish somewhere in the sixties for uh games predicted as the season goes on too it's a lot easier because you know who the teams are more um but yeah that's our uh football week four predictions um like i said at the beginning john was sick this week so just going over a uh quick podcast for you um i guess i'll talk a little bit about blue ridge uh, rock festival we didn't talk about that um Basically, it was a festival had, uh, taking place in Virginia over four days, Thursday through Sunday, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, a lot of a lot of big bands were supposed to be on it. And on Thursday, they had like torrential winds and downpour and hail that like destroyed a lot of the tents that were there. But that wasn't the big story. The big story was how disorganized and mismanaged it was. Um, tank the techie um who has a youtube channel talked about it he was uh, a tour manager for one of the bands that played and uh, he went into detail about advancing uh, all the information about their their uh tour and their package their power needs like everything about them uh everything about the show and talked to their production manager and was like yep we're good to go uh, we can do all that and the production manager never correlated any of this information to the stage managers who were running the show so the stage managers were basically flying blind without knowing what the band's needs were didn't know if they had power didn't know how to get their equipment to the stage didn't know how to set up their uh risers for cameras and all that stuff basically it was a big shit show it was disorganized uh, very few water fountains, very few porta potties that were overflowing. Trash was overflowing. Uh, so that's on management there. Uh, another big thing that happened was all the stagehands who were working there were put in grueling conditions and not taken care of uh, when it came to food, breaks, rest, or uh, anything. They were out in the cold. Uh, they were getting sick. Um, and they were pretty much flying blind as well. So they stru- they started striking and they just, about 200 or so stagehands just walked off and said, like, fix this or we're done. Um, and the production team didn't fix it. They said, we're canceling the rest of this festival based on the weather. And there was no inclement weather at the time. So it was all BS. Basically what happened was they didn't have any of their logistics planned out properly for the size of this festival. Um, 
they didn't like information was not given about advances to the from the production manager to the stage managers so everyone it was a big shit show it, it took hours to get equipment from where they had to park which was about five miles away to the uh stage area um the, the ac was broken in some of the uh trailers so they they're hot and <laughs> dehydrated and people are getting sick uh just a terrible experience so p- basically there was like 13 14 15 hour long waits to even get in for fans they had to park five miles away and pay fifty dollars for basically a school bus to shuttle them over uh <laughs> which is just what a what a griff that is and then they had to put money onto wristbands to basically preload it um and if they didn't spend that money they weren't getting it back and that was the only way you could get water which or food which was also upcharged and then there were fee upcharges on the back end of that so like say you were getting a, a sandwich and it was costing you $16 uh, the real cost would be somewhere around like $24 for that because there were upcharges and fees on the back end that you weren't aware of. Uh, water was not readily available, like I said. Um, and so the the production teams, uh, or the, the tour people, I guess it was part of Sick New World's uh, production company, uh, they said, oh, we're canceling the rest of the festival due to weather for safety reasons. And it's like, if you saw what was happening there, <laughs> there was a crock of shit. That was not what was happening at all. Basically, it was just a mismanaged uh, festival that tried to skimp on everything, and they wound up imploding. Um, so they basically ruined their own name in the music world, <laughs> and now I think festival goers are going to be a little bit more apprehensive. After, like, Firefest and, like, this is reaching back, but like Woodstock 99, a lot of these like multi-day festivals, even Burning Man this past year, uh, poorly put together, poorly managed, uh, logistics aren't thought out uh, well enough, and people get stranded. And people don't have food, people get stuck, and help is not there. <laughs> you're basically on your own. So um, if you're going to like a remote festival, I would just, you know, do your due diligence, do some research. If it's like the first time the festival's ever done it, I'd be a little bit more apprehensive. But look at past festivals and see how, like, see what people say about it. See what the bands say about it. See what festival goers say about it. Um, but be wary because uh, the music business these days, uh, it's all about keeping as much money for yourself and giving out as little as possible. It's, it's not going to, work long term i'm sorry it's just not um you have to be able to take care of your fans you have to let them in in an orderly and quick fashion you can't be having people wait in line 13 14 hours uh to get into a festival that's not right uh that that means you're understaffed and you haven't thought this through your logistics are all out of whack um yeah so be wary um I would consider if it's like a one day festival, like New England metal fest, you're pretty safe there. You, you might see some like unsavory people there, like low character people, which is what I'm getting. What happened at New England death fest, like the worst thing that happened from what I heard was that there were, you know, far right dorks there wearing apparel that was not the best. Um, and they were properly made fun of by the rest of the people there. So I would, yeah, just be cons- consider 
consider the negatives, consider the, uh, why you want to go to the festival and what the worst case scenario could be, uh, i.e. Firefest or, um, Blue Ridge Rock Festival or Woodstock 99 where, you know, people with production companies do not care. And, uh, I guess the guy behind this Blue Ridge Festival has, is being sued for other festivals and, and not handling things correctly. So this was one of those things where he was like, yeah, I, I wrote a big check to take care of all this. And then clearly that wasn't enough. You have to actually like pay attention and do your jobs. And what happened was, uh, from tank, the techies video was, uh, he basically said that like everything he sent out to advance for the show to make sure everything ran smoothly did not happen. They weren't correlated, uh, or relay like the, the production manager got the, the text or the emails or the calls or however they communicated, got the information and never passed it on, never made the changes that were, that were needed. I guess there was a signing that his band needed to change because it was <laughs> going to take place 10 minutes before their set. So it was not logistically possible. And that's just poor planning right there. I mean, like that's when you know that the, whoever's putting this together is the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing. Um, so yeah, poor planning. Uh, be cautious be wary about multi-day festivals in the woods uh, because you never know what you're going to get I guess so that was Blue Ridge Rock Festival my my, my rant uh, my friend was his band uh, Fit for an Autopsy was supposed to play it but they were on Saturday and it was cancelled by then um, but yeah uh, there's YouTube videos about it uh, they're pretty entertaining and pretty informative so I would recommend watching those and uh yeah uh last thing i want to talk about is the uh, nfl tight end player dating the uh pop star musician uh it's a fake relationship it's manufactured it's not real um it's for clicks it's for it's to get interest because this nfl season has no uh fire to it like like miami is going to wind up being the big story for the nfl i think the the colorado uh college football story is a bigger deal than uh what we have going on with the nfl like there's no nfl this season's kind of bleh and i think this is sort of like a uh social media like keep on posting it and posting it and posting it and posting it and keep on showing it and keep on talking about it on tv so that way like if you're just switching the channels you see it um, if you're not paying attention on social media, you, it'll still pop up in your feed. So you still know about it. So it's basically just a way to get people who aren't really interested in the product this year, interested in it. Uh, but I don't believe for a second that it's a real loving relationship. I think Travis Kelsey's like, yeah, I will be in a relationship with this rich hot girl. Sure. And I think she's probably thinking of it along the line of, uh, probably the same way she's on all our other relationships which is probably manufactured and when it stops being fruitful it'll be over so there you go i i don't believe it's real for a second and but that's this type of thing that americans glob onto because they're stupid and easy manip- easily manipulated and lord knows you can't pay attention for more than 10 seconds to something Hey, but at least it's keeping you preoccupied instead of yelling about black people, trans people. So that's good. At least I haven't, the, the bigotry has gone down a little bit since this started happening. So that's nice. 
Uh, but other than that, I don't have much else to talk about. Uh, fucking, I don't know why I'm still in New England. There's nothing here for me. Uh, I got to get out of here because why am I here? Uh, Nitro Party song. Fuck you. I can't wait to be alone. You really think you're gonna get the real version of you're gonna pay?